Hello, and welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at Wide Teams. This is Episode 8 for Monday, August 2nd, 2010. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. Today's feature is an interview with Lauren Johnson, a Ruby on Rails developer and a remote worker for most of his career. I talked to Lauren at RailsConf 2010 about some of the trade-offs involved when choosing to live and work in a geographically isolated area and the challenges of being the sole remote worker on a team. This is Avdi Grimm with WideTeams.com. I'm here at RailsConf 2010 with Lauren Johnson. And uh, Lauren, is that how you pronounce your name? That's right, yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, where you're from and what you do. I live in Taos, New Mexico, and operate as a freelance Rails developer, um, working on and off just by myself or with other teams or occasionally subcontracting. My company name is Venado Partners. Um, and uh, yeah. Cool. Um, so tell me um, a little bit about your history with remote work. I um, I moved to Taos, which is uh, three hours from civilization, largely, um, approximately four years ago now, um, right at the same time that I started doing uh, Rails development. I had been doing freelance consulting in Philadelphia before that for five years, um, and so when I moved, I had... Um, some client contacts that I took with me, but largely I was starting a new business at exactly the time I was moving out of the city where I could easily start that. Um, so, and I knew that was going to be a challenge, but it had always been one of the primary drivers for me in doing and in being involved in tech work was the mobility that it provided for me, um, both financially and and literally physically. Um, I'd grown up in the country. I wanted to move back to the country. Wanted to be a place where I could go hiking every day. Um, so I went ahead and did that and started trying to figure out how to find clients kind of once I got there. Um, and that became... That became a challenge initially, and it was actually at a Rails conference now. It was actually, I guess, about three, three and a half years ago um, at the first Portland Rails conference where that kind of busted open for me. I had spent a better part of a year getting familiar with Rails, making some sites in Rails, getting involved in the Radiant uh, CMS project, um, making some commits with that and getting to know that community. When I showed up to Rails conference, I connected with those guys. John Long and Sean Cribs and all these different guys um, and they kind of got me familiar with a bunch of other people and I came to the conference this is a long answer but I came to the conference sort of with the idea that I I had a little bit of work and maybe I should network with a few other people to maybe subcontract later in case I got more work and within a day of that first Rails conference that I went to it was really clear that everybody at the conference had more work than they knew what to do with except for me <laughs> and so I quickly sort of changed my game up and started talking about well hey look I'm sort of looking for work that'd be great and by the end of the conference I had I had a number of really solid leads that actually ended up producing most of the next year to year and a half worth of work for me and I still have a couple of those clients that are really solid um, so I guess, long story short, um, 
networking for local business was an option. I wasn't that interested in it. I wanted more straight development work than small local projects. And that happened for me via going to a conference. Went to a few conferences after that that had similar effects. So. It takes a while. So are you working on a uh, distributed team right now? I am not working formally on a distributed team. Um, I am usually the only telecommuter on the teams I end up being on. Uh, one project I'm currently on has a team of two other developers in Seattle working. I'm the third guy. Um, and besides that, the other project, the other primary project, I have two primary projects right now. The other one I'm on is actually is actually for a local person. Um, and I've subcontracted out two other guys for that at different points. Um, so and they, that is more distributed. One of the guys is in Salt Lake and one of them is in Seattle. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I am in that project working on a distributed team. So, so tell me a little bit about what that's like, uh, what, what uh, a day of, of remote work for you is like. It's pretty, um, it's pretty isolated still in terms of there being any true team uh, process uh, on that particular project because there's just not the budget and the momentum to be driving a team of three people full-time all the time. So, um, and in fact, now I think about that project is, has a huge Flash component to it. It's a game. Uh, and there's a whole team of Flash developers that are, some are in California and some are, again, in Salt Lake. So um, so with those guys, the interface between us has been pretty loose. Um, not that functional. I think it would have been really, really, really helpful if we had all gotten together once or twice throughout the project um, to just build a little culture. I'm dealing with four guys in the team in the Flash you know, game development world that aren't really particularly familiar with the web or agile culture. And so... And you haven't met them in person at all? I have never met them in person, no. Not even had a video chat. Um, there was an attempt by the product owner at some point to make that happen early on, and it didn't work with any of our schedules, and the ball kind of got dropped. So that has been my experience with the, the Seattle project. Um, the other two developers that I worked with there, I have been up there and worked with them for a week. As well as the client was originally my was originally my client, and I kind of passed it off to these other guys so that they could have more local support. Um, so, in that cir- circumstance, I already knew the client really well, and the team. I actually, after they started, I went up and visited them, and we all worked together for a week or two in person. That's that helped immensely. Um, and you know, the first two days of working in the same office with this other developer in Seattle was spent, you know, talking about ourselves and how how we live and you know just just sort of the basics and uh, it's just stuff you never get to in a phone call and that helped a lot it helped a lot yeah because I know who he is I have a certain respect for him and vice versa and interest as well in what he's up to so uh, I do think that that's I think it's irreplaceable to have the in-person contact but I do think it's entirely appropriate to be able to pull that apart for even I think it's really appropriate to to not be together for as you know as long as three or six month periods, but probably that frequently, it's worth the investment for somebody to fly somewhere and meet up with the team. Um, 
I think that video chatting, that sort of thing, has I've used it very little. When I have, it does sort of help, but it's always a little awkward. Um, I could see that still being used in the right way. Um, so the the lack of personal contact was a was a challenge for you. Were there any other uh, major challenges? Well, there was uh, again on the Seattle project, my most recent experience. There was a daily stand-up, and the daily stand-up we would do. Everybody was in the room except for me. So I was on the speakerphone. Sometimes I couldn't hear. Um, and generally, I didn't feel like I was getting. I felt like my influence, in a good way, was much more, much more felt when I was in the room there for this week or two. Then, when I was on the phone, it was easier to probably zone out when I was giving my stand-up, um, that sort of thing. I, I think the other challenges have been. It's sort of a different topic. I don't know if we want to move on there, but I've done a lot of thinking on this, so I'm glad you're asking me the questions. But I, you know, I actually think the primary challenge for me working remotely is not as much working on a distributed team, which I can see how I can make that work once you're trying to get something done. You know, if you got to be in person for a while, you'll do that. You know, there's you can draw this stuff up in a project pretty easily. The issue for me is not is just not having a more loosely affiliated network of developers in the area to bounce ideas off of or to just go and hang out and work beside each other at the coffee shop for the day and get that sort of resonance. Uh, so you're, you're not in an area that has has like a co-working group or anything like that anywhere nearby? Not a chance. That would be, that would be fantastic. Um, but they're, you know, in Taos County, which is about 40,000 people, I'm the only Rails developer I know of. And I've looked, you know, uh, in all of northern New Mexico, there may be five or six known Rails developers in Albuquerque and two or three in Santa Fe, you know. And there's probably more than that of people actually using the framework. But in terms of professionally full-time engaged in it, not under wraps in some company or something, that's all I know of. And that's that's different than any other place I've been. I mean, I go to Seattle routinely, plenty of Rails developers there, Portland, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely, definitely the biggest challenge for me. And it's not just Rails developers. I mean, I would be happy to hang with some PHP developers or whatever um, so I could convert them. But... <laughs> But uh, but that's not even you know I know maybe three or four PHP guys in the county so contrasting to that what for you are the the major benefits of working remotely uh, I think it's I have a six year old son um, having him be able to grow up kind of in the country I mean I, I'm in a little town but I grew up in the country I'd like him to I, I think it's I think it's a good thing for him I'd be quite happy to raise him in a city too but I just I kind of prefer this um, lower intensity of surroundings and I go hiking pretty much every day for an hour or two at the end of the day um, I'm a mile from the trailhead um, I I'd like to say that there's economic advantages where I, Taos is not the cheapest place to live it's really remote the food's expensive rent's kind of expensive um, 
I actually don't think my cost of living would be significantly less living in the city, um, which is probably a lot different than a lot of people working remotely, because that's often a reason. Uh, however, I think, speaking to that just a little bit more, I mean, I think if I did live in a city, you do, you spend more money. I mean, you there's less time available, you know, so you, I would eat out more, you know, what have you. So there is just, it's just quality of life, pretty much straight up. Um, quality of life is definitely an easier bar to raise for me living in a smaller town with decent culture. I mean, it's, it's, I like the people there. It's not, it's not a hick place, you know, I mean, there's, there's lots of interesting artists and, and what have you. I'm kind of in the city. Those are the places I live. You know, I like to be around the artists and the writers and see myself that way more than I see myself in the, well, if you will, sort of tech suburb or something, you know, I would never really be interested in that would bore me to tears, but I could, I could live in like inner city LA or something and kind of mix it up that way or Seattle down in What tools have you found useful in collaborating remotely? Um, I think the only real tools I've used are like Pivotal Tracker and Scrummy and then Google Docs you know of some variety or another a lot of Google spreadsheets um, those always kind of come into play I usually start I run I, most of the projects that I have done in the last four years I've ran uh, so I've played the role of being project manager as well as lead developer and then I may like I said I may bring one or two other developers in so that's like the size of projects I've usually been working on so the communication elements of a scrum tracker task tracker sort of thing agile tracker is mostly to convey to the client what I'm up to um, I mean lighthouse I, I can't help but think most of the tools I use are the same tools you would use uh, working in the same office with people so that's sort of been interesting to me um, I've used Basecamp a fair amount um, nothing nothing is the end all answer for any of that but uh, and nothing seems to me again that I'm doing seems particularly tailored to a distributed team um, it seems like all the tools out there are kind of already distributed if it's between cubicles or between much more disparate locations um, yeah I, I I, I kind of wish there was a better answer to that. Like to actually. Well, that's 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 another question I like to ask. Is um, you know what tool what tool are you missing that you know just doesn't exist? Right. So the tool that I think I'm missing is a more engaged remote community. Users with similar needs uh, in terms of in terms of being able to reflect on how they're running their projects, on how they're running their schedule, you know, that sort of thing. Basically, I think the stuff that happens in a user's group, you know, and maybe even more 
not just in the users group sessions itself, but even the like drinking party after, you know, where you kind of just like, oh, how's work going? What's you know that sort of socializing. It's it's a lot to ask, I think, for any online tool to even achieve that. But I do kind of wish for it in a way that there was, or maybe conference a conference that was focused on remote workers, uh, that was focused on the exact fact that again, a lot of us, I think, a lot of people are like me have stayed in and gotten deeper into tech work and one of the primary drivers has been that exact ability to go like live on the beach in Bali for three years you know just that possibility always meant something to me would it have to be a distributed conference what's that would it have to be a distributed conference (laughs) hopefully not (laughs) so let me ask you this Um, what would be your advice to a group that's getting started with remote work to a group that's getting started like a users group or like a a, a team a team a team a distributed team getting started on a rails like a a team that's that's maybe considering transitioning to a more distributed model or or somebody who is is thinking of trying to get a a remote job or something like that yeah, I worked for three years in Philly. I worked for um, a social service agency as an IT project manager. And I was their first guy. Uh, I When I started the job, I said, I'll take the job, but I need to work from home three days of the week. There's no reason for me to be in the office except for maybe once or twice a week. And they had nobody at that time out of the 300 and whatever people working there that was doing any telecommuting. And I was in the IT department, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll be your test case, you know? So for two years, I was sort of their test case and um, just for more background I say that as well as before that for three years I worked for a company out of Mississippi and I was working from home in Seattle as like their customer liaison remote Um, so I've done that I've done working from home pretty much my whole career Um, and I've sort of insisted upon it Um, this is a really long road to get to your answer here but I think what I would do what I would recommend is that number one that you do plan from the beginning to have routine meetups of some sort um, that's what we did at FNC at the company that was in Mississippi we had several people that were across the country distributed individually we'd get together about every two or three months uh, whether that was for just a meeting and we'd meet in Las Vegas sometimes whatever um, to fly everybody in and make that happen to plan that as part of the operations budget of the team and to not look at that as at all um, optional so that everybody can just know it's happening um, I think to make sure that wherever the hell they're going to move anybody's going to move to or want to live that they're going to have good internet access I mean it's a real basic thing but you can't live anywhere the reality is you have to live somewhere where you're going to have decent internet access I lived up on the mountain in Taos and we had wireless internet with a little uh, dish you know that went down to the valley and it was one megabit or something and it was okay but it went down a lot 
and we bought, you know, a really nice house on two and a half acres. And I was on the phone numerous times for six months with the internet company saying, look, it's going down every other day. I'm losing business. I can't get my shit done. I can't live here. You know, this works. And if I'd known this, I would have never bought a house here. So it can be really, um, really very material, basic issues like that in terms of where you choose to live and where you choose to have your team. So I think being more practical about those things and not looking at things completely utopian. I probably couldn't live on the beach in Bali and have what I need. I probably have to be a little off the beach in some town. Um, these things are important considerations. And then just to be in person uh, a few times a year, if not a couple or more. Um, okay, well, before we go, is there anything you'd like to say about your company or any projects that you're working on? Um, I've been working on a really exciting uh, project for 5th to 8th graders. It's an educational math game um, that uh, I... It's not my project. It's a friend of mine's project that I've just been working on. Um, so that's been really interesting. Uh, Is there a URL for that? Yeah, that's kosjourney.com. K-O-S journey.com. Um, and that's, yeah, that's available for anything from homeschoolers through to full classrooms or schools. Uh, so that's sort of an interesting project. It's pretty unique. Besides that, um, I'm always a big advocate of Radiant. If you need small content sites, um, Radiant Point is about to be released, or Point Eight Two, um, and yeah, go Rails. Well, Lauren, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wide Teams podcast. Tune in again next week when I'll be bringing you more interviews for members of geographically dispersed organizations. And don't forget to check out wideteams.com for articles, screencasts, and links to the latest news in the realm of distributed teams and remote work. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you have a comment, question, or suggestion, please visit the site and leave some feedback. Until next time, this is Avdi Grimm, signing off.